Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 361. And I have to be the first to apologize that last week's title was kind of forced. And I don't like... We have whimsical, stupid titles. But I was trying to go for a theme, and the last couple ones were more of a a music song choice kind of thing. When it was episode number 360 like should have did something round uh 360 yeah. degrees not kicking off charles because that was just dumb he's still here yeah he didn't get fired i'm like a venereal disease you just never you can't get away. rid of me once you get me <laughs> but we're working That's what on this a cure podcast for that. needs <laughs> some cream <laughs> oh man but uh this episode number 361 is a great one. <clears throat> it is a great... I mean, all our podcasts are great. I had fun. But this is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And we had uh, quite a few stories. We uh, Charles flipped the script and had us do news first. Yeah, because, you know... Dealer's choice. changed it up. Yeah. Talked a lot about Avengers Endgame. Wow. It is the most exciting, exciting thing that's happening so right exciting. now. <laughs> and the best best theory uh, yeah. out there. Oh, yep. my God. Yep. Yep. No buts about it. <laughs> And, but um, and you you guys cringed when I made my stupid joke about constipation. Jeez, you're <laughs> you're you're mean to me. You guys make fun of me five, six more times. I'm coming out here anymore. If that was the case, Tony would never show up to a podcast. <laughs> uh, but then uh, we had a, a long walk down uh, Detective Comics. Ugh. Fucking read that book, you guys. It's yeah. long, but it's worth it. Totally, it hits you so many times with, in your heart. It does. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot more horror news. Horror. 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 And yeah, so sit back, relax. It's over on season, so grab one of those and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 361. Happy birthday, Bruce. Happy birthday. Wait, Happy birthday to you. <laughs> yeah, that was right. You were right. Yep. <laughs> the recording maybe do an editing and then we just start talking do an editing that's so funny do you ever cut I think Charles is volunteering to, yeah if you want to edit shit, shit I'm down we for it we don't do it okay but you, you're gonna you're gonna get some shit dude <laughs> Like good shit, bad yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. I'm or I'm gonna things. miss some shit. You're gonna add some shit. Do it, man. Do some sound effects. I've done that a couple times. I do video editing. And yeah. I do a lot of sound editing too. So yeah. I bet you that's harder than just podcast editing. Yeah, he just hits. Yeah. He just hits record and, and then stops. stops and then releases I do it. A and, few and he'll things. he'll put in the oh the you gotta intro. take the front and put yeah. it in the front and then put the music and sometimes if we fuck up he'll stop and restart and then he has to splice those mm. together and it seems like a lot if we do a con he has to put all those together that takes him a whole weekend that actually sucks sometimes yeah but. Especially when the sound quality is fucking terrible. Hey, don't Once give away we... the secrets behind <laughs> comics. Once we get um, back to multi mics, it different. You know, you can record each mic and then. Yeah, make you ever use that? Oh, we've had multi mics before, and I can't wait to get those back. Back where'd they go? Well, we uh, have I... the mics. We just don't have the processor. Mixer. Yeah, mixer. It, it the mixer you died just, on us you like just a year ago. Take all of it. And it'll sync it up for you in Premiere Pro. No, well, I know, but... Something to we, plug all the mics into. Yeah. You need a mixer. You can't you just... You can't just put... Microphones don't just go into a laptop. Or that only has two ports. Right. We need four. Three, we can get ports. into those... Like, okay. Things, like, Each later. one doesn't have its own memory card? Oh my god, if you were going to then sync up multiple different sources starting Click. at once. You want yeah. to do That's multiple do. handhelds? Is that what he's saying? I don't think that, yeah. I don't oh. think that would. Look, we, you we, load it up, you say, load these, and you click, and it goes, okay, synced up. And that's it. 
I, well, this is all I've very done, interesting. I've done but video, you know, like <laughs> this is interesting. I'm sorry, I'm just saying. This I, is I a discussion I guess I don't for. Understand a... where would you plug? We need to have a team into. meeting, I think, and discuss all this. Just... One of those fun team meetings. Remember those, Tony? Team oh, meetings. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually, from those, someone quits. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? What, what did... It's true. <laughs> what happened? It's just oh, that's sh- usually when we end up having a team meeting is somebody ended and then it was just Tony and I and if what one of us team meetings? no because we just did them beforehand. Charles, you're throwing a wrench in our. I know. Uh, I'm throwing a wrench. I want to help. I want to do more. <laughs> yes. Is that what we, that's said what we just time? said? You're throwing a wrench, helping us twist some <laughs> some knobs and bolts. <laughs> We've gotten very complacent and comfortable with our dynamic. Uh, we yeah, know we could do better though. I want to do yeah. better. Changes. Yeah. Changes. Like part of it, evolution. We I mean, hit a we hit a falls. roadblock there. Even if it where decays, it's... Tony wanted to do more than I did. <laughs> he didn't have a lot of help on that, and uh, I show up here. That's my job. Oh, I get it. Yeah. You wanted to do more than yeah. you wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So it was yeah. fifty-fifty, but now we have an extra. I'll give you full right, voting rights now. Just <laughs> <laughs> override Lynn's. I think Charles You're is winking re- me when you want me to vote for you. <laughs> yeah. He's like he's like. <laughs> He's blinking. <laughs> oh, um, I don't know where to start. What do you guys want to get into first? Well, I want to hear some news if you got news. You want to start with and news? And I want throw, to talk about that goosebump. He wants earth. to throw a wrench in it right away and just switch around the what? order of things. We can I do don't. It. Let's do You're news in charge, first. Man. Let's do start news first. All right. Do you guys ever watch the show Sliders? Yeah. We, no. With Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell and John Rise Davies. Nope. Can't so this guy invents this, invents this like portal thing by this little remote, right? And it randomly takes you to a another different dimension, almost okay. just like multi universe. Not, yeah, not a not it's time. Not, is it a different dimension? dimension? Yeah, different. Well, yeah, it's different. Like so, it could have been where then you're. But time is all always a little bit different too. Like, I mean, it's the possibilities. Yeah, are one endless. of the worlds they went to was uh, a world that was still in the kind of prehistoric-ish time yeah, or sure. whatever. But it's. It's a parallel universe. There's almost always like uh, uh, a doppelganger of okay. these characters. Sure. But then there was one that where they they well they were in the now time, but no one had invented uh, uh, penicillin. Penicillin. This is exactly what I was thinking. And yeah. So they that that's so everybody's one dying all around them like a big plague. And, and but stuff. it was and so like one now. of the doctors just tells them about penicillin and saves the entire. Huh. So, anyways, the show uh, originally they could go back to their home world but then some shit happened in their remote remote the remote world. doesn't it takes them randomly so, so now it takes jumping. them randomly so they're they jumping through jumping. time almost like a quantum leap to find their their mm-hmm. way home okay. it was such a good fucking show one where um all women have taken over and men are basically not outlawed or anything like that but like under lock and key yeah well there's a couple and then there's some uh the mm-hmm. i forget what slee stack looking like creatures that later on they had some time multi-dimensional devices that they try to then get because those ones you could program in their home world, but they didn't necessarily know their home world's coordinates yet. And then they got in. And there was a Andy Rand himself who had learned how to jump and tried to help him. Well, then like, even when they wrote the off Jerry O'Connell, his twin, oh, I think yeah. it was actually his real biological brother, but it was another, uh, I think his name was Quinn in the show, uh, got turned into being him. Regardless, uh, the show is amazing. I can't explain how off, uh, awesome it was. And NBC is considering reviving it. Oh, with cool. Jerry O'Connell, uh, Jerry O'Connor, O'Connell, and John Rhys Davies uh, both want to. Yeah. The beauty of the show itself is uh, that you can do most anything with it. You just write anything you want and then <laughs> put it into the fucking you know put it into the formula. All right. Oh, we jumped to a uh, a, <laughs> a superhero. <laughs> yeah, <know>, like yeah. <laughs> anything you want. Okay. If it can't exist, you know you can write it. Um. Captain Marvel news. It is going to go past one billion, I believe, this week. It has already made nine hundred and ninety point six million so nice. far as of right now. Worldwide, domestically. Is there a reference uh, that you could like okay. compare that to? Like what was Titanic? You know. Oh, Titanic though, but they have had so many re-releases. I don't think anything. I think most people stopped counting that. Um, it will be the seventh in the Marvel Studios that have passed it. So. Obviously, the Avengers, Iron Man, Captain America Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, those have all hit the billion-dollar club, so 
this just going and then it's also re- relatively new so right it still has some room to grow so we will definitely see it definitely surpass a billion that's exciting it'll stop completely once uh end game comes out though like literally people are gonna <sighs> unless they haven't seen captain marvel yet and they're going to go see end game and they're like maybe i should see this first I feel like most people that are truly going to go see Endgame opening have already seen Captain Marvel. Yeah. I actually don't even know many people that that have asked me that have said, should I see this? And I go, it. I don't feel it's needed, but it's it enhances probably going right. to see that. You might as well see them all, and they're all like, yeah, you're right. I'm going to have to go see it before. <laughs> you don't want to sit there like and watch the movie and have all these questions. Right. You want to know stuff. Yeah. Well, have you guys... Uh, you guys saw obviously the trailers and we know the Russo brothers are very good at putting in shit that isn't going to show up. Yep. They've uh, talked about it and actually I love them for that because I'm able to fully watch these trailers without spoiling the end game. And I really, it makes me now rethink what thing is real and what isn't. I'm starting to think that giant shot of them all walking in the uniforms isn't going to be, what it looks like. Probably not. That's one of the big key scenes that I think they could have easily CGI'd. You're like double guessing yourself. Well, they cut things out of trailers too. So like if you look at certain shots in the trailer, like there's clearly dead space in a shot where as a filmmaker, there's no way you would have left that giant dead space next to somebody in a shot. Um, I've actually seen one that where Hawkeye is running down like a corridor and there's an explosion going off behind him Mm -hmm. and apparently there was a a version of the trailer that was released where the there's something running behind him in the shot and they're caught in the explosion and they're aliens of some sort or something you can't really see what they are because there is an explosion going off behind them but in the trailer that we all saw they're not in there they've been edited out of the trailer so they do uh fuck things up to mess with their minds a little bit. Yeah, that shit kills me. Yeah. I, I get mad when, you know. Well, you know what's going to kill me is my bladder when I go see this because it's <laughs> three, three hours. hours. Yeah. Like, I almost want them to actually have a small window and then like you five can hear minutes to click on the bathroom. An intermission. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm happy it's three hours. I feel that it probably needs that to wrap up all that it's been. It's going to be like catering. Someone walking around towards. with a bucket for everybody. I was actually asked the other day um, because at work I'm always the person that people come to when they want to talk about these movies, which is oh that drives you crazy, doesn't it? It, I mean, sometimes it it does. Most of the time it doesn't. I do enjoy talking about it. Um, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but the question was, after this movie, even though they are planning on moving forward, is it going to be the same? Are we going to? Is the general public? I mean, us nerds are always going to love whatever movies they put out. And they're going to start getting more obscure, which I'm all for. But is the general public going to be as excited about an Eternals movie? I am. Or but I, yes, the general. Well, right. actually, I think is the, Marvel the general bubble going to pop? Is no, it's never going to pop. No. I think right. they're still going to be. And I love that they're taking chances, and maybe they're not going to make as much as they have now, but they're still going to make enough to where they're going to say that was a good gamble, and we're making a big diverse portfolio which then in turn goes to other toys and comic right. books that they can... Do you think they'll ever have a jump the shark moment? Oh, they'll, they'll definitely be a dud. Yeah. I think there will be something that will come out that will actually be... No, actually, no, I don't think no? they will. You know? I mean, it will be a and dud And if they do, in... will it hurt them? If they have a... Re- if for some reason they come out with a really bad movie, and some could argue they already have, um, but if for some reason they come out with a really bad movie, is it going to hurt their movies that come out after that? Or have they gotten enough cred to know money, that... you mean. <laughs> they have enough money that they can fix any errors right, immediately. Right, right, right. Like, oh, we're just going to replace his face totally. Yeah. And his voice. Or is his the public hers. so finicky that if they do too much wrong, that they're just going to be like, I can't do this anymore. I've spent enough of my money on this company. They haven't provided to me lately, and I'm out. Is that a risk? Is it going to happen? I mean, it's a good question, but I just, I, I just doubt that that will happen. Yeah. Because it, well, people are gonna hate what they're gonna hate. Faith. I feel they're like we, they've created, it, you know? a, they've created <laughs> but, a cult now. I think that we just are like, oh hell, 
Oh hell yeah! Oh totally. hell, Marvel Studios. And you know the people working on it, they love it too. It's <laughs> yeah, not like, oh yeah, it's no, not like true. just a bunch of assholes with money just yeah. making movies like those sister movies, right? right. Just right. oh, we have this money, let's just make a crappy fucking movie that people will watch on Sunday nights with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now just to make fun of. Now now going back to Avengers uh, Endgame, there's been so many theories and everything, and one of the big ones is the time jump. And I had mm. thought after seeing the Captain Marvel movie that it's only a couple weeks. Some people speculate with what they've seen in some of the trailers, it's multiple years because there's already support groups and everything. And yeah, a week or two, what it sounded like from the end trailer of Captain Marvel, which I don't really want to spoil here, seemed like it was relatively fast mm. from from that scene. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's where the whole you know, plot point of Endgame happens. So there's uh, some news and new theories coming out for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show um, that that pretty much the last season ended with how Infinity War had ended. And they have said within the TV show the sixth season is going to take place right after what happens in Endgame. Ah. And in the TV show, it is a year's time has passed. Okay. Since season five. Mm-hmm. So them saying that sets up then a year's time. Right. I don't know. It could be a little sketchy because time seems to be a little relative when you kind of line up certain elements within the Marvel well, universe. And we have to remember that uh, they could go back in time and forward in time and back in time. And f- I mean, we do see Thor have his hammer at some point in time. How did he get that fucking thing back? They had mm. to have got... They either had to make another one, which I think no, is more no, impossible no, than you know going back you know in what? time and getting in, one. In the trailer, isn't he wearing like a costume that is a little bit dated? See, I think, though, that that was also throwing you off, thinking mm-hmm. he got his hammer back, but I don't think he did. No? I, I think really we'll it's going soon. to be... Uh, his axe or Stormbreaker. They're Storm just fucking Breaker. with us. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Again, like CGI stuff, they could make that's it look the like kind of stuff that's gonna kill them. Yeah. Fucking with us like that. Right. Like, that's no. the shit that I get mad at. Like I get happy. Are you... <laughs> 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 Are we just today. That's cool. Because he. Yes. No. Here's the, here's the Tony Tony. If they were straightforward, he would have already figured yeah, out what right. exactly is gonna I mean, fucking happen that. in this. But movie. like any trailer <laughs> right. I ever see gives me most of the movie yeah. anyway. Yeah. And by them fucking with us, then you it's can watch it. It's lying to us, and you're gonna get back. You're gonna get negative results from lies. If people are, I mean, <clears throat> does it? Are you're gonna get negative feedback about most everything you do? True story. So, yeah. mm-hmm. so one of beyond time. Let's get to the real hero that could be within Endgame, and that is Ant Man. Have you yeah. guys all heard <laughs> heard of the Thanos? Yes. Theory. The theory. Yeah. The Thanos theory. <laughs> okay. So it is. Tell me about the Thanos theory. <laughs> it is what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> Ant Man gets so small, crawls up, oh, come Thanos' on. ass, okay. and then becomes big and then explodes him. Oh, game and game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, in the end, game. <laughs> oh, he's already been just like putting some chili pepper on himself and everything. Oh Can we talk about the picture Josh Brolin posted on Twitter? The last one I yeah. yeah. He totally posted a picture of himself on a toilet. I'm pretty sure he was completely naked. So he's one of those guys that poops naked. <laughs> and he's, his ass oh, is blurred out. And I can't remember what exactly no, what he says. that's probably him from another movie. But he hashtags, uh, uh, what is it, removing Ant-Man or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, man. I love, and even uh, uh, Paul Rudd was asked about, has he heard the theory... And kind of reacted like, what the fuck? <laughs> but maybe that's where I've been. I've been. I mean, we're just assuming that Thanos has a, a butthole like a human does, though. I mean, he's not a human person. <laughs> maybe he doesn't have a butthole. <laughs> he can clench those cheeks. <laughs> I don't get it. How is he supposed to poop then? I mean, we don't maybe know. He he's doesn't. an alien. Yeah, he's maybe an alien. He doesn't poop. Yeah. yeah maybe mm. it just. He's got the Infinity Gauntlet. He just wished that he yeah. doesn't. I haven't seen him eat anything. Mm. <laughs> of course, point. of course, I haven't really seen most of the Avengers. No, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> except sure. for Itchwarma. Oh yeah, oh. Right. they all went there, and yep. there was only one person not eating this, Captain America. Yeah, he was just like bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean that sums things. Well, there's up a real nicely. reason. There's a real reason why that was, but uh, so yes, the the Thanos theory. Not going to tell theory, you what that is, though. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, it's because he was filming for another uh, movie, and when they had to do the reshoot of that, and they put it in, he was growing a beard, so he had to l- have just oh, his, hand his hand on his like beard yeah, sure. and just kind of look the other way. And Yeah, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> it's interesting information. I didn't know that. I just learned. I'm going to learn today, boy. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I... Uh, Obviously, the Russo brothers have said this is the dumbest thing. A lot of nerds out there say this is stupid, but yet they keep sharing. Well, it's because it's funny. Yeah, the memes yeah. around it. It's funny. Lindsay it's, knows about fun. It's Deadpoolian. Well, you've also seen the the uh, Avenge the Fallen memes that have gone around right now too, where yeah. they've shown people that were part of the Snap or taken away, right. or the ones that are still alive. The favorite one that I saw, which was posted on our Facebook, was uh, Star-Lord. Oh. It's all your fault. Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody shared a Stan Lee one, picture of Stan Lee, Avenge the Fallen, and I was like, fuck oh, you. Oh, that one's bad. <laughs> the one with Keanu Reeves and, oh. and his dog. <laughs> that's also a meme going around of, he will kick Thanos' ass if he finds out his dog got snapped. Yeah. Um, I saw somebody else said... Uh, John Wick some... didn't get snapped. No. Of course no not. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, somebody else had done some Photoshop work on these posters and removed the Avenge the Fallen and put their last words on the poster instead. Oh, really? So the last thing they said in the movies before they disappeared. And of course, most of them are pertinent, but the the most uh, heartbreaking one is Spider-Man because his very last words before he disappears is, I'm sorry. And so it just brings back all those feelings. But the, I thought that was a way better marketing campaign than that. And they should have totally just gone with that instead. But if you haven't seen it, you should check that out. So I think we mentioned last week that I'm back on board for the new Hellboy. It looked like a lot better trailer than the first one. And I'm all about it. But there is still some snark coming from Ron Perlman. Oh, of not course being cast. there is. But, it, but, it, but this is a Ugh. little bit more funny in, in the sense so David Harbour had uh, now that they have an embargo is taken off from them talking about the movie and everything explains how his version of Hellboy isn't able to uh, bump bellies with with humans sure and so Ron Perlman has he means bone yeah have sex yeah yes. intercourse we're clear we're clear now and for whatever reason Ron Perlman decided to be like the first guy just just fine and <laughs> and sharing the article. <laughs> so yes, uh, that's it, good. I do find that's going to be an interesting take then, if he's kind of alone and can't really find love. And I guess that's a big point that a lot of people why can't from he, the comics he, are we going to learn why he can't bump bellies as you call it bump uglies? Well, that's what David Harvard said, but it's not my wording. But fair enough. I believe from the comic books uh, that was more of a um, integral part of Hellboy. Oh. And since I'm not the biggest, uh, I know he had that whole thing with Liz, right? I mean, that was in the the first movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that is a stressor on and their she got pregnant, right? Relationship? Did she? Yeah, yeah and then the she get pregnant in the second one. With maybe they were going to explore that in the third one, and they didn't. But yeah. Ugh, complicated. Hmm. But I don't really want to think about Hellboy having sex with anybody. It sounds terrifying. I do. Can you imagine? It sounds. Can you imagine the uh, the, the fist? <laughs> Just imagine the girl saying, there's... "Oh God, Go oh God," and he'd be like, "That's Just, not me. me, baby. <laughs> God's not watching. I told him to fuck off." Uh, you hear that they're reviving Chucky? <laughs> yeah, it has a. Aubrey Plaza is in the movie. You hear who's voicing Chucky? Yes. Do you think it'll be a comedy instead of horror? Well. I feel like the, the, some of those have turned into more comical horror yeah. the yeah. longer they It's like infamous. And you became I th- so fam- famous that you just start to goof off. Well, I think what's been happening with horror movies lately is that, that'll happen, right? It'll get to the point where they're just comedies with gore in them, and then somebody will reboot it and make it like, a true so horror, yes. Like when um, uh, Rob Zombie did Mike Myers, the Halloween yeah. stuff. Yeah, brought that back The around. first one was nice and dark yeah. and evil and stuff, but the, when he did it, it was like, you know what, we're going to be super serious with this. Right, yeah. 
So I think this one's gonna go back around to being like a true horror movie to try to keep it super serious. Like, and um, the voice they got for Chucky is a person that I think will do a very good job lending that creepiness <laughs> back to Chucky. Mark, take Hamill. me seriously, I beg of you. <laughs> it is Mark Hamill. Mark so, Hamill, yeah, yeah. And he's a great voice actor. He, yeah, he absolutely is so, a great voice actor. I'm almost just imagining more of a, a Joker. I know. I, that's, yeah, it's that's totally what I'm going to hear probably the whole time. If but I Chucky does laugh and stuff a lot, so yeah, Ugh. it'll be it's interesting because I think the biggest hurdle for that movie is going to be who is doing the voice of Chucky because the same person had done the voice of Chucky for all of the other movies. So replacing that person, you got to get somebody who people will instantly be on board with. Who else? But and Mark hopefully Hamill. not sound like the Joker. <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully he, he will. It, but <laughs> well, speaking of horror, there is a uh, many. I don't know if you could say many iconic characters, but few as recognizable as Ash. And Bruce Campbell is reprising his role, but this is for a video game, uh, Dead by Daylight, which we mentioned it before. They had a That's what that was? downloadable. Uh, what? Dead by Daylight. Yes, that's the video game. I didn't. I didn't know that was uh, the Evil Dead. Uh, no, it's not. Well, oh. let me finish my oh, sentences. My <laughs> I think you're talking about the Evil Dead video game. I got so excited. No, no. you're excited. Dead by Daylight <laughs> is a video game, and they had already teamed up earlier with a Ghostbusters downloadable pack. They're now having a downloadable character, Ash, from the Evil Dead fame, to be a part of yeah. this video game. Yeah, cool. that's and awesome. Bruce is going to voice it all. Of course he will. What else has he got going on right now? Yeah. Well, he, they, they did have the show. The I know. That's, show. That is the biggest travesty. But that was a while ago, huh? Um, because they did two seasons and it got canceled. And yeah. that show was, it was actually very good. It's um, fun for that stuff. Nostalgia is fun. It, it, well, and they, they did, like, they did a good job bringing it into the present. With him being older now, like, they totally confronted the fact that he was much older than he was in the movies and stuff like that. But it was on... What stars? Stars, yeah. Nobody wants stars anymore. Those when it came to Netflix that I yeah. was able to watch it. So. Unless they want to uh, endorse us, then everybody wants stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love stars personally. Yeah, we're, we're, already getting our Netflix, we're already getting our Netflix checks from watching them all the time. Um, I think yeah. we have to do the bong bong bong. If you're, uh, oh no, that's NBC. Yeah. What's the, what's the Netflix? And we love song? NBC as well. <laughs> <laughs> bong bong. Oh yeah, there we go. That, no, that's, that that's HBO. No. Yeah. That's Netflix. I think you. Bung bong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you say, yeah. Did you say bung bong or bong bong? I don't know. It's a sound. It's an, so it's however. Yeah, but well, one is <laughs> one way, one's the other way. You do it. How do you do it? How does. What is dun it? dun. That sounds like Cartoon Network. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've watched Cartoon Network in a while. Which we love, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Staying on the horror front and nostalgia, have you horror. guys? Horror. Yes. <laughs> Scary stories to tell in the dark. Yes. Uh, made you guys watch that trailer. Yes, we you just did. watched. What are your guys' thoughts? I liked some of the things I saw. Yeah. Um, did you remember all the stories that they were presenting? As you were bringing stuff up, I started to remember like the Chihuahua one. Um, I had seen the trailer before, but I don't think I was really paying attention. Uh, but this time. You know, I re was really paying attention, and I hope they have like really creepy movements and stuff because that's what gets me. The girl with the spider bite, like I mm. fucking hated that, Gross. and always it, got scared. She when like I gets into the tub, and because of the heat of the tub, right, it opens up, and it's just like. Well, it's because a spider laid egg an egg sack in there, but she just thought of the spider Spoiler bite, <laughs> and then out came a bajillion little small spiders from that's her a face. Nightmare. This one looks just like one. That one big well, one. that's gonna be the first one, and then they're all gonna be crawling out, and then yeah, but it's right. a long. Oh, such a so gross. Which I feel that that was in one of the Spider, the original Spider-Verse comic books. There was... Remember a... the one where he's, Peter Parker was an evil spider? He was, instead of, he got actual uh, powers of a spider. So like, not just I can climb walls and shoot web, like literally he needed to eat people. Uh, so he would wrap them up in... in webbing and like drink their blood and stuff like that it was definitely more of a horror comic horror. than anything and, and i and yeah i don't know if spiders came out of anybody or anywhere there was that. a there was a spider-man in this newest uh thing that was made up of a bunch of spiders spiders man <laughs> oh, <yes, yes. laughs> which i thought was 
adorable and weird. Uh, I'm going to have nightmares now. But I had, like, I don't have zero previous experience with this franchise. Not something I watched when I was younger or anything. So this is going to be a first time experience for me. The scary stories? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, well, you just need to get reading because <laughs> I mean, I have a you really have to. Yeah. You really have to read these things. They're nice and creepy. Yeah. They'll keep you up. I was a uh, I was a uh, they're an interesting fear style. straight girl when I was younger. I read a lot of fear straight. Yeah. You read goosebumps? I did read. That's where I started, and then when I got older, yeah. I read fear straight. That was my first problem with yeah. hearing about this movie. Was the I watched goosebumps, and that was fun and stuff, but I didn't like the you know every every book was combined into one movie. Yeah, and uh, I don't want that, but. Sure, I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. Yeah, I will I, of course enjoy you gotta, it. You gotta. You gotta. I mean, I trust Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, that's what. That's what yeah. I saw. That I was like, right. yep. All right, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be good. Uh, Jane Silent Bob has <sighs> wrapped on shooting. Yes, they have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited about this movie, you guys. So many people in this movie. There have been so. They've been doing like a. Tons of posting on social media. Oh, come back and everything. Yes. Rosario and- Dawson. Um, Yep. Joey Lauren Adams. Yep. Who I'm in love with still. Really? Yeah. Jason Amy, man, that's that's a movie about me. It is not, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna comment even, on this even ben, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> even Ben Affleck with and Matt Damon with all their fame have yeah. managed to come back and Right. I mean, you can't really say no to the guy that almost died from a heart attack less than a year before this movie started shooting. So And kind of was your buddy growing up and Yeah. Helped make you famous. Yeah. I mean he uh he him and Scott Mosier Kevin and Scott Mosier produced uh Goodwill Hunting. So without their money, then Ben and Matt never would have gotten that cred that came with that movie because they weren't gonna get the cred from Kevin Smith movies. I mean, let's be honest. But Goodwill Hunting is what shot them into mainstream stream stardom. But that I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> last kind of thing that I have to talk about. Actually, no, I have a couple more things though. Uh, but one of the things is Tom King. Uh, you know my love hate for him mm-hmm. talk about how number 75 of his batman comic he's doing is 101 or 105 105 it's gonna be a huge event and it's essential and it has to do with catwoman oh, Jesus and i'm Christ. just like yeah exactly that's what i said trendy words he's well, this is the second time in this run that he's done this so nobody trusts him anymore well, especially you know, tony well you know one of the stories that we read in detective comics yes. 100 of the future, his yes. wish, which we'll go into depth more in a bit, uh, was kind of telling on where that might go, and I hope to God it does. Uh, last that I have from Rob Liefeld is he has his Major X storyline that's coming on out. Yeah. And they've kind of revealed revealed who it is, but it's a new character. Yeah. What they look like underneath the mask. They've done it. So the first printing of Major X has sold out. It doesn't come out until April 3rd. So I'm assuming that sold out means it's been sold out to the middleman, right? To all these comic book stores and pre-orders and stuff like that. So they're already on their second printing, and that's the unmasked printing. So it has this new character, Major X, without his mask on. But if you don't know who this person is, what the fuck does that matter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it, I mean... He looks like a generic Bob Liefeld character. So he could be almost anybody, <laughs> really. Well, partially the X-Helmet kind of reminds me half of Judge Dredd. Yeah. Split with when Cyclops had his X-looking sure. visor yeah. mask thing. That'll be interesting. Rob Liefeld hasn't been back to the X-Men comics. and, and... <clears throat> Well, and he's doing what he does best. Uh, pouches and fights and some of the greatest muscles yeah eight packs on men and women (laughs) thigh muscles i think people would be super pieces yes i think people would be super disappointed if this comic book came out and it had none of those things 
It's kind of like, even though they were terrible when we first read them in the 90s, now it's like, oh, I mean, you can't Archie. Have a, yeah. Archie looking. Well, I still think they're really fucking cool. Well, yeah. It's, they're, it's the extreme. That's, that was the 90s. Yes. <laughs> that was my time getting into comic books. Yeah. Speaking about books, Charles, what do you got that you read this week? I read um, a series of... Uh, unfortunate events. A series of unfortunate. No, <laughs> an unfortunate thing that didn't happen was I, I read the um, the official adaptation of the original screenplay for Alien Three, and it was it was something I wish should have been made because there's some moments in it that, I mean, that it would just been cool to see, and it's it's kind of weird because this wasn't made into a movie, but it was also you know written or whatever in the the nineties, right? Yeah. So. And a point in the comic, at one point, they they go by the rules of Prometheus, or not Prometheus, but actually, Alien Covenant, where there's a, a spore, right? Mm-hmm. And then some kind of something goes up in the air, and then the people who are uh, exposed to it are changed into alien-type whatever. So it's strange that, well, I mean, like, whoever's in charge of the actual whatever, I, I haven't read the comics so much. But this, this was fun. Because it was interesting, so they they didn't do any of the stuff that happened in Alien Three, the movie. the 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 ship gets picked up by this, this like union of peoples, um, who are just like running around the the galaxy or whatever, and you know Bishop gets turned back on, and they find out all about the aliens through Bishop's uh, recollection, um, which he didn't actually talk or anything like that. Um, till I think they actually put his body back together and just send him off, hmm. which was fun. They take Ripley. She wakes up. She freaks the fuck out. They put her down. They and then um, what's what's his Hicks? Hicks uh, Hicks puts her in a pod and sends her away. He's like, I owe her this, and that was it. No Ripley, just off living again. So this, the little girl Newt yeah. is alive. They save her as well. Um, it's kind of fun to see her and then like her and Hicks interact again. And there's like there's a bit of nostalgia there. They don't kill the girl. I like that, <laughs> but. Um, there becomes two aliens. One that is, one that is um, from the spores. Uh, so it's like a, it's like a human sort of, more human looking okay. face, and then one that's our our uh, traditional alien because um, there was an egg in one of the pods that was discovered. So the the face hugger gets out and gets on some dude, and the scene they they just show what happened. They show the body, and then it's like a chest open and stuff like that. And then they, they go, like, back and then show the little story of him. What's happening to me? And all of a sudden, it, the uh, there's that horror scene of the thing popping out. Mm-hmm. And what I think is nice about the comics is that you can see a more horrific face than people can do in, in real right. life. Right, yeah. Like, that's, I thought that was pretty Things cool. all stretched and, like... <clears throat> so, overall, like, I really wish they had done, had done this instead. Yeah. Better version of what the movie could have been. Oh yeah. So who's so, so, the two the so, traditional alien and the human the human no the uh, human face alien yeah. sort of fighting. So was just this was thing. Newt the main central character in the movie or was it really just these aliens? Uh, so mm, they sent Ripley away, right? She's the main person in. They what, followed Bishop the and movie? Hicks more than they followed. They followed the new people okay. from the union more than they followed anybody else. Yeah. And these other guys were just like the. Touches on right. character, you know. There are developed characters, right? So, like, you're trying to develop these other characters, and the union, or the company who found them, starts to like. Well, basically, everybody from the company gets taken by the aliens and like put into the walls, and it's really disgusting. Yeah, I could see why they didn't go in that direction because they cut out Ripley, who was what their money maker in the movies. <clears throat> and if you do a count on aliens, there's yeah. a couple missing. Yeah, in the whole story. So that's kind of fun. So they, they had let they had readied it up for more. Sure, interesting. Do you have anything else? No. Well, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I did read like the Flash number sixty seven, which is uh, called Trapped by the Trickster, um, by Williamson Collins and Girl. <clears throat> I hadn't read a Flash uh, comic book before, so it was pretty fun to see what they were trying to do. It, the um, they put a lot of uh, traditional sort of um, sketch. Uh, you know, drawing to it, but then in some parts they put like I don't know what you call it, computer generated coloring. Okay. So I I kind of liked that 
there was like a touch on this and newer. It's like old and new put together. I wouldn't say it was like boring or anything, but like I got so many questions from it. Yeah. And the cover was misleading. The cover... Well, the cover's barely ever... I know, but like... I don't know. I expected to see something from that cover, and it, I didn't get it. Unless they're telling me something about the cover that I'm supposed to just assume, because if it's true what I see in the cover, I'll find out, but... Yeah, most Why of the would you time, tell me that now? Because that's not what I would come up with. Right. The covers are often very misleading. So the book is actually pretty stressful, because at first, Flash is just doing his thing, and he saves somebody, and he takes them to a prison. And usually the prison, um, the, the guy in charge of the prison hates him. But everybody's happy. Everybody's smiling and stuff. And he's like, what the hell? So then he goes, <laughs> goes to work or something like that, and everybody's happy. And then he starts to notice around town that everybody's helping each other. People are just nice. There's a huge, nice vibe. And he's like, man, I'm going to be out of work. <laughs> the, new, the new bad guy, Molly. so at the end of it it turns out that um well i mean i'm guessing because she just one of the girls just mentions this like we have to be happy like just please be happy or else he'll do something he'll hurt us and basically it ends right there she like slams her head into something (laughs) huh interesting i always think it's interesting when when comic books and any media in general uses happiness like like societal happiness is like a weird thing. Oh, everyone's happy that something's wrong here. <laughs> uh, another one that I read was Action Comics 1009 uh, with uh, by Bendis, Depting, and Anderson. Oh, um, Bendis! Do you know in Tony's Suicide Squad friend. the um, the lady who puts together the squad? Yeah, the government um, lady, Amanda Waller. Waller. I'm pretty sure that this is who they're talking about. I mean, like, I'm not good at this stuff sometimes. Um, she, like, shows up uh, at the Fortress of Solitude, which is now relocated in the Bermuda Triangle, which is strange. So it's not ice anymore, or is it still It's kind of not well, ice. It's, well, it's, it's crystal made of, anyway. It's made of crystal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, fair. She, like, wakes up, and Lois is all mad at her, um, because she showed up at Clark Kent's house, apartment or whatever, saying, like, Superman, help me, which is like, you don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> And so Lois, at some point, like, tries to get information of her. Just punches her out cold. Because Lois is, like, super mad at her for just acting like a fool. And it turns out that there's this villain out somewhere, just mis- mysterious. More questions, you know. So they're searching for Leviathan. Do you know who this is? I do not. Do you? No. Well, the book's called Leviathan Rising. It, I think it's, it's part three, so there's obviously more to read ahead of time. But Batman's missing, um... Uh, Superman's just running around trying to figure out shit. Is this where he's going to be a secret agent and gets a beard? That's exactly right. What happened at the end there? So uh, Lois pulls out this little like um, uh, Kryptonian tech, and she's like, she's like, I like doing this. This is fun. They've got like nicknames. Um, his na- his nickname is like Chaz or something like that. <laughs> so as soon as she opens it up, he grows the beard, and then the guy, um, well, Superman. <laughs> Chaz calls <laughs> calls the the agency where he is undercover working, right? And uh, I think it'd be really fun to see the next one because they buddy up and stuff and just pretended to be other people that are married. Hmm. Uh, so that was pretty. <laughs> it's funny that that Superman has a different alter ego. <laughs> it is. And now the only but thing the, that's different is a beard. The device beard. only lasts two hours though, so that'll be fun to see. Like. Oh, when his beard disappears, and then... Like in Harry Potter, when it starts to go away, or something like that. And then they're like, Clark Kent! <laughs> no, no, it's But Superman. not Superman! No, it's Wait, Superman. He, won't, well, he won't have glasses on. He won't have glasses on, so oh, he'll shit. just be Superman! Oh, hey, it's just me, guys. <laughs> no, I got LASIK. <laughs> <laughs> you look just like Superman! Oh my god, it's crazy! Well, no, he'll have his hair slicked the, the other oh, way. Oh, that's right. He won't right. have a little curl. That's right. Oh. Uh... So I read Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, number one. I'm just going to kind of put out and say it was good for what it was. It was not for what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more like the last adventure they had in comics, the chilling uh, adventures of Sabrina, which I felt the show was more based off of. However, reading this comic, I felt this was taken from the show, but in a more lighthearted way. So we're like... Like nobody dies kind of thing? We're like three levels back into Sabrina. Yes, like the the house and everything seemed (laughs) like it was taken from or inspired by the show. 
um, the way that she's going to high school. This and, is like ages seven and up, sort of. I mean, she already has her, her white hair within this, and she puts a glamour on to have it be blonde. It was kind of cool, actually, some spots where she then just did some spells, and it was just a small panel of spell whatever, blah, 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 and her little rhyming of to make the magic happen, and then it would happen. But it felt more of a young adult type sure. and less of a scary... Which and... traditionally was the case with anything that came out of Archie Comics. But I don't feel the, the Netflix show is that. No. The it's... Netflix show definitely came from when they started doing those darker Archie yeah. books. So for what it is, uh, if it gets a little darker, it'd be great. But it already seemed like the the bad guy within this first one... It, it felt kind of kitty. Hmm. Um, but I'm not, like, knocking it. The art was great and everything, uh, but it just wasn't for me. Now, I also read uh, Dial H for Hero. Mm. That is a kid's book, isn't it? Uh, I don't feel like it was. No? Uh, <laughs> written by Sam Humphreys and art by Joe Quinones. Is that how you say his last Quinones? Yeah. Qu- oh, that would sound better, yes. Yeah. That's probably how you say it. Quin- quinoa. Quinoa. What yeah. <laughs> what I loved about this book is I have no clue about this weird phone thing. And looking up some of the stories of the past, whenever they've had it come back out, the stories have kind of gone from weird to almost like Vertigo-ish, like standalone in its own universe. And this right away sets its tone in the DC universe with Superman... Uh, saving main man uh, Miguel from drowning. And then, of course, he just becomes a stuntman trying to always get that rush. And that's when the phone comes out when he is falling down a canyon. And I'm, I'm the whole time I'm reading this, I'm like, I don't know what this phone necessarily is, except for when dial H, it makes you a superhero. It makes and, you a superhero? Yes, like, it gives you uh, powers. Do you know what kind of powers? Like uh, From any? all the stories, yeah. It's, it's a kind of a... Like you dial Batman, you get Batman's super. No, you just uh, dial H, and it one? will give you the powers that uh, you're needed at the time. Oh, it enables uh, any ordinary person to become a superhero for a short period of time. So if I'm like constipated, and I, you know, I just need to get this out of my system, like I just dial H, and then I can just boop. Yes, I'm sure that's exactly what the writers thought, Charles. That's the first and foremost question they wanted to answer while making the series again. I mean, but you, yes, obviously yes. you've never been constipated before. I, I would doubt. Yes. And just like <laughs> one, one of the things, like I said, set within the DC universe, it had a great page of when he dialed H. All these other people that have Slow-mo. used the phone before felt that it was ringing in their head, and that the the dial uh, was pretty much pushed. And the one that I loved the most was just. Some people are like, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And some other people are like, get it, stop ringing, or I want the power back. And then Alfred's like, sir, you said to let you know as soon as I felt it again, the H dial is back. And so obviously he's telling Batman that. But what I love the most about this is I love the art already uh, within the series. But once he gets his power, which in this one he becomes Monster Truck. Monster Truck! Truck, yeah! Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> do you see how the... the like, this... I really felt like I started reading a different comic yeah. book. Yeah. And this was very He's Rob Liefeld type. Yeah, that... Well, the style really, of, uh, that and it's, that like, comic? super 80s, too. <laughs> and that's what uh, they have said uh, with this new series is that every time... Yeah. The person transforms into whatever they're gonna have a whole different style, mm-hmm. knowing that that's what's going. So that the reader feels cool. transformed like a while reading it too, right? And and although he was falling from a cliff and got this this power, which I don't feel that it really transcended to what was going on at the time for needing it. <laughs> it was still great in and of itself, and where he woke up. And mm-hmm. I'm more intrigued to find out what's be going, what's going to be going on with this, and. I really so liked it. I'm reading a little bit of history about this franchise, and supposedly you're supposed to dial Hero, H E R O, right? So whatever that. Hopefully you have enough time to dial. Yeah, that. Um, and that makes you into a hero. But apparently, in the past, you were able to dial other letter combinations, and it would also change you, but yeah. differently. So like you could 
dial villain and it would turn you into a villain. And women have dialed heroine and it has turned them into a hero as well, but they're female, so I guess. I think they're just putting H yeah. just to be simple. Yeah, they, that it makes way more sense. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they take it into the, oh, well, you can do these other things on the phone besides just H. It'd be great. So when he was falling and all of a sudden he's like, What's this a phone? It would have been greater if he's like, I don't know how to use a rotary <laughs> cell phone. <laughs> that was, that was a the lost opportunity yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um three, two, six, five. Are you trying to figure out yeah. hero on the phone? <laughs> Everyone give it a go and see what it what it gets you. I just four is H. So you're off already. Four is H? I think I so. A B C D E F G H I. Um, one is not, uh, doesn't have any yeah. letters. Oh. Yeah. I quit. <laughs> oh, so it'd be like, uh, it'd be four, three, seven, six. Sure. Eight, six, seven, five, three, <laughs> oh, nine, nine. Uh, uh, do you have any other books, Tony? Just one. All right. <clears throat> Which is what do you have? The same one as mine, oh, I think. Oh, you just have one? Yes. Uh, I, I, I got into, uh, catching up on Snot Girl, but I didn't finish my catch up, so I'm not going to go get into that. But I still love it, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> um, so I read Detective Comics 1000, and this was a big book, so it kind of took up all of our time. 98 pages? Yeah, or 96 pages. So it's a big one. It's, it's a thousandth issue. So I got to open up one of them and peruse through, and yeah. it, it was exciting looking, you know. It's the... So there was 11 stories in here, 10 one-shots, and one which is going to be the ongoing story for Detective Comics, which I thought was kind of interesting that they, usually in these, they do all one-shots, and they don't include the ongoing. Well, that's what I was kind of getting to the point of, where is the ongoing? I feel like there should be one. Yeah, and there was, and it was cool, and the way they did it was kind of interesting, because they had all these one-shots, and then they had all, like, the pinups that artists had done for this occasion and then they did the ongoing yeah story, story. throughout that yeah so i thought that was kind of cool um like batman's biggest and greatest writers and artists on this uh you had scott snyder greg capullo jeff johns uh tom king did a story warren ellis uh just paul dini um actually paul dini's was probably one of my most favorite ones uh all of these stories were good. Some I thought were better than others. Some were funny. Some were like, some totally like pulled at my heartstrings real bad. Um, but I thought it was a great way for them to do this book. I It was 96 pages and I it didn't take me that long to read through it. Sometimes you get into these and you get into a couple of the stories and you're like, oh, when is this book going to be over? I did not feel like that. At I like all. the first one in the. The Secret Society of Detectives. Oh, yeah. So this was the Scott or Snyder. Or the Guild of Detection. Yeah. This is the Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo story, which... And we... I love Detective Chimp, uh, <laughs> the icicle. <laughs> that one was me. Yeah. Um, basically, there was this whole... It was. It's called Batman's Longest Case. So he had spent years... Yeah, I did open that one up. ...following these clues, <laughs> these clues upon clues upon clues upon clues upon clues. And when he finally figures out the clues, spoilers... He, it's, it's not, it's literally just leading him to this secret society of detectives. Yeah. And at first he's kind of pissed because he had spent all this time working yeah, on this like case. about time he got here? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? There's, there's not, this is the end of this? This is not fulfilling at all. But they're like, oh, you loved it. Who's, yeah. who's Don't in, lie. You fucking loved this so well, not much. not only that, but who's just there's the other. society? Um... Detective Chimp, uh, the uh, two hawk people. Uh, yeah, okay. Hawkman, hawk girl. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the detective guy, I don't Slam know. Slam Bradley. I don't which, know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> some, some random character <laughs> that they probably created just specifically for this story. Um, but hmm. it was good. It wrapped it up. I mean, it did show how well, good of a detective he what's is. What's what I, what I love is all these stories... Some of them I want them to go longer. Some of them just ended just right. Yeah. The the one I can't really pick out my favorite of all. I know what one But I really is. enjoyed this uh room where the villains have left either some of their uh weapons or something that they were stealing that Batman didn't recover and so this guy has 
all these things in the Gotham gift shop. This is my favorite one. Yeah. And you have this person that's going, looking through, trying to buy something in particular. And it was partway through when we find out what exactly he's buying that I'm like, oh, I know who that is. It's going to be Bruce in a secret mask. Sure enough, it was. It was not. It was Alfred. Was it Alfred? Yes. I thought it was was Batman that, that... It was Alfred that was in the disguise. Oh, I thought it was him that he grabbed it. But I guess that would make more sense when he yeah. gave it to him. So, what he goes and buys is the gun that killed his parents. And throughout this, you see, you hear of some other weapons, and there's little uh, panels within that show these weapons being used against him, whether it's a laser beam or just strength or It's basically like hammer. this gift shop that in the back, if you come after night, you can buy all of these things Arsenal. that happened to be souvenirs like in Men of Black they press the button and all these yeah. other panels well, and down. the guy says that most of his customers are like rich soccer moms and dads who want Just to buy it. fun shit for yeah. their kids right put on the wall and never use it um but in you know so you're so you're reading this and you you find out that this guy who you don't find out is Alfred or uh Batman as Tony thought until later and then, you know, he's asking for weapons, and then he sees the the gun that killed Bruce's parents, and that's the one he buys. And then you get a little bit later into it, and you realize it's Alfred, and he bought it for Bruce. Bruce wanted the gun that killed his parents. See, that's the thing. It wasn't. This right here shows Alfred saying, so you found it. Alfred saying, so you found it. So it was Bruce that was dressed up. At a point. What if you guys got two different comics? Because no, it's the no. same one. <laughs> well, She's my just, idea. Her, sure. her recollection. What I love the most is when Alfred is saying, "You know, I've never fought you on that giant penny." And if you recall, I threw my back out helping you get that bloody dinosaur down here. But Master Bruce, like he's he doesn't feel that Bruce should be holding on to the weapon that killed his parents and put it in his collection of oddities that he has in the Batcave. And that's where you find out that. He's not going to do that, and he pretty much smelts it down to make a um, he chess says, piece to the put thing, it... The thing that tore my heart apart, basically, is the thing that's going to protect my heart from now on. So he creates this. And if you go back and you look at all the battles that are happening, they're actually... Every blow that Batman takes is on his chest, and the battles aren't in the past, because you can see the breastplate that he just forged in them. Like, if his costume gets ripped open, it's there. So you can see all these instances of his heart being protected by this weapon that killed it. Fuck, like, it literally just, like, I got to the end and I was like... <laughs> That's pretty good. It was so good. Uh, so this was written by Kevin Smith, my boy, Kevin Smith. Um, I know, that's what I, I saw that. I was like, yeah. Does he know he's your boy? <laughs> he, I mean, I have told him I loved him in person. Kevin, so did, I think did you he hear knows. that, Kevin? I think he knows. Um, but this was also drawn by Jim Lee, which, ugh, fucking Jim Lee. Um, and I get to the end of it, and I'm like, God damn him for having a heart attack last year. Because I can guarantee you that was, like, 80% of why he wrote this story. Now, we can't get into every story, but I do need to bring up two other ones that I particularly liked. The Legend of Newt Brody. Oh my god, I love that one too. This is about so a bad. henchman that has worked for almost all the villains. And it's almost like they're getting interviewed explaining the time that they had Newt yeah. and how he fucked up everything. It's like an expose on uh, Gotham Nightly or something like that. Gotham Insider. And I just... I, I also loved, uh, going back to the last one, there was Kite Man's kite harness that was in the, the gift shop. And also there was the the one page where Kite Man, he was helping out Kite Man oh, and he got yeah. stuck in a tree. <laughs> Kite Man's my favorite thing that has ever come out of Tom King and he's prevalent through a couple of these stories as well. I just love that he's the most stupid he's villain ever. Villain, yeah. But his backstory is actually pretty tragic. But Newt Brody, I'm starting to think like, who is this guy that is like, keeps getting in the way and fucking up all the time and then at the end you get the reveal that it's the whole Bat family. They all dress up at different times in the makeup and everything to be this villain uh, henchman. To just gets... fuck people's villains shit up. Yeah, it Whoa. gets them to go on in. My favorite one was the Riddler one. 
right? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the Riddler has made this elaborate maze that's shifting. Think like the cube, right? That's shifting and stuff like that. And there's people that Batman has to save, and there's like a code at the end he has to put in, and Batman's supposed to figure it out throughout the maze so that they can all get out. And Batman grabs Newt and sh- shakes him and is like, what's the kill code? And Newt tells him. And Riddler's like, how did you know it? He's like, a piece of paper fell out of your pocket and it looked important, so I memorized it. <laughs> and and Riddler... you, just, you just told him? Yeah, he was scary. Yeah, he's, like, he's scary. <laughs> he's scary. <laughs> so, I mean, watching this, this bumbling buffoon just totally, like, fuck shit up the whole time was super funny. And then to find out at the end, it's the Bat family just kind of just it seems almost like having a little bit of fun with these villains. Well, you like, know? I'm only going to briefly then talk about the, the story after that, which had a lot of elaborate things set up, uh, different plans in this warehouse. And every time he goes, that person's not dead, but he might be after he sees the bill from the his insurance or whatever. Or that person didn't explode. They're just, you know, I'm like, how many times that this looked very like that person's dead, but because Batman doesn't kill... That they had to, the writer had to explain it, which made it a little more comical than I would have thought it would have been. Yeah. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I can't remember which one it is. It's with the the family picture. The Batman's Greatest Case. Yes. Yeah. That one was cute because, and that was I. That was that Tom King that did that one. Uh yes, that was okay. Tom King. I was gonna say because it felt like Tom King's writing. Yeah. His dialogue with with them all. Actually, no. I want to go back. Well. Let's talk about this one because I actually this is my this is the other one that pulled at my heartstrings right because Batman has called a meeting of the family and they're all up on the roof like and Damien is kind of taunting uh was it it wasn't Jason uh it was Dick right is yeah that, he was taunting Dick is like you're Whenever like they have a family meeting somebody always quits <laughs> yeah. <Is> well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you're the worst detective out of all of us oh, and man. Ace is even better than you and well no like, they, they said like how you were you, I'm the third I'm at least the third no you're the 11th greatest and then it goes oh wow okay well at least I'm above Ace and then it goes oh we're counting Ace then you're the 12th <laughs> <laughs> and that just that wow. right there was just awesome hearing them banter uh bat girl Asking was, Batwoman what makes the difference between Batwoman and, like, how old were you when you became yes. Batwoman? No, but then also talking about dating yes. Dick and how he's, he's always going on about being Batman. And there's at one point he goes, well, I was Batman at once. And then yeah. like, see? <laughs> it's totally like a, if you went to a family reunion, hmm. it's the type of squabbles and conversations that you would see at a family reunion. But everyone's trying to figure out, why Batman has called them together. What I like, like I was saying though, they all felt natural in how their characters are. Cause there was another point. There was a lot of just Jason and, and, uh, Dick going back and forth. Yeah. And like, you know, don't act like you're all special. We've all died. Oh. I haven't died. Give it time. Like <laughs> my favorite one is maybe somebody died. Well, we're all here. Well, maybe it was a new guy he recruited and then they died. <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> But then you get to the end, and he throws his battering against a building, and they all realize that there's a camera in it. And they're yeah, like, oh. Yeah, it was a very good picture. Yeah. Um, it was, but that's not the part that... That picture is beautiful. That's not the part that got me. He takes the picture to the grave of his parents, and Damien's like, this is what he's been working for his entire life. Is This is what he's been trying to find, is a family. And he finally has it. And I was like, oh. Um, but then you get into the last one, Medieval, where they talk about how him recruiting a family like that is completely fucking delusional and narcissistic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was overall, this whole thing was great. I do have to point out, though, in one of the stories where he was talking to the old lady and like she stops him from killing one of the, the robbers or whatever, which felt a little bit out of sync with him. Well, that's but, Leslie Thompson. But what I wanted to say is, he's sitting there talking to... I don't know who that is. She was the person... She has a clinic in Crime Alley. So she was kind of the one that took him in after his parents died and stuff oh. like that. In Gotham, she's... um, She's... uh, Did you ever watch the show Gotham? 
Yes. Okay, so uh, Gordon, James Gordon, his girlfriend for a long time after he broke up with that crazy oh, yeah. Barbara bitch, that's Leslie. Okay. Uh, well, I just want to explain this to you, and Charles, even you just listening, there are four punks. Like, they're not even supervillains. They're just, like, punks. One of them has a gun. They went and stole some like ass. They're going to go do it. And Batman is talking to this Leslie lady, and they're going up, and they're like, uh, give us, uh, give us your money, like, to the lady, like, <clears throat> would you, would I, would anyone say, let's go rob that lady that's talking to fucking Batman? No, that's completely ridiculous, but I think they were, um, they were clearly, like, hyped up on their own, on their own hubris at that point in time, because they had just gotten away with robbing a store, and they were talking about how Batman wasn't, like, their parents had told them Batman wasn't real, and he's just a dude in a costume and stuff like that, and maybe they had convinced themselves that that's true. Uh, and hadn't actually seen. I just my favorite part is he literally just bat slapped all of them. Like you know that one. <laughs> yeah. You know that one meme that circles the internet of Batman slapping Robin mm-hmm. in the face. That's exa- like one of these panels mirrors that almost exactly. And I'm like, oh my god, Batman just bat slapped all of these punks. <laughs> I thought that was. I mean, she was like Leslie was like, no, Batman, don't do it. <laughs> They're just kids. But I was also like, oh, come on. They deserve to be bat slapped a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, wrapping up, uh, Booze in a Book this week is probably the most on point Booze in a Book we've ever done. <laughs> kind of coincides. Uh, th- the book came out two weeks ago, but for all intents and purposes, uh, just read it this past week. And that is Oberon, number two. Yeah. And right now, it is Oberon season. It is. That just came out this past week, and all the places within Michigan now have Oberon on tap. I know people in the other uh, states uh, can get Oberon whenever. For some odd reason, they still keep the time-honored tradition of only having it a seasonal beer here in Michigan. And Oberon is out, so why not pair an Oberon with an Oberon? I mean, that's fair. I feel like we have to use Oberon at least once a year. (laughs) We haven't done it yet, so... (laughs) Uh, with that, uh, Charles, you got a quote? Words of wisdom. Charles's words of wisdom. These are Charles's words of wisdom. I don't. I, I can't think of a <laughs> fucking thing right now. Okay, words of wisdom. When someone asks you uh, for words of wisdom, have words of wisdom ready. Uh, that's my best advice. <laughs> that way you don't look like a fool like I am right now. They're laughing at me, not with me. <laughs> At me. So be the opposite of Charles. Be the opposite of me. <laughs> Go get him, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay thirsty for spring? Yeah. Yes. Mm. Is it here yet? <laughs> there was snow today. It was snowing when I came over here. <clears throat> Flurry. Flurrying. Mm-hmm.